0: I mean I I made it real obvious. I basically said it during the interview with Malik last week that this was the last one. So if you're if you're surprised or you're con- you know concerned or upset that this is the last one, I feel like I I feel like I like laid it out there pretty pretty openly. I mean if you were on Twitter today, every tweet today was like some veiled threat to like saying goodbye. Uh, but that's that's correct, folks. It's the Udicast, episode three hundred and twenty-four, the last proper episode of the show. We'll we'll talk more about that if we get into segment one and segment two uh, of the show. So more details on that, and then on Twitter. Um, but yeah, yeah, guys, this is this is the last one. Our our good friend TV weather person meteorologist extraordinaire Jill Real joined us, and I feel bad for her because I dumped this news onto her today during the interview. So uh, sorry about that, Jill. Uh, She's here joining us, but yeah, folks, sorry to burst your bubble, but this is the end. Final time, sort of. Kev, what number... This is number 324. I love round numbers, so... Mm -hmm. uh, It's kind of a weird number, I suppose, for me. 324. Mm -hmm. What number did you think we would go to? I had no idea. I don't know. Are we not... Is there not 325? I'll get there in a minute. I'll get there in a minute. Oh, okay. Uh, I think... So... (laughs) I think it's typical that this is how I would have done it too. Like, I—it's mm. probably the worst kept secret. I was kind of teasing it. I pretty much openly talked about it in the interview last week. If people listened to the interview, especially toward the end, I was like, <laughs> I was talking to Malik. I'm like, if this were the last interview I ever did, mm. uh, but yeah, uh, I think pretty poorly kept secret. I've been putting all sorts of like gifs on Twitter today of just like people waving goodbye, mm. things like that. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah. This uh, So here's what I think I'm going to do. This is, uh, this is indeed the last episode of the show. Mm. But because I've sort of sprung this on people, uh, here's what I'm going to do. And I'll, I'll pull back the curtain because what's the point of not pulling back the curtain now, right? Just might as well. Sure. Um, I have one more interview mm-hmm. that I was supposed to do this week. Mm-hmm. And I still might do it. i got to talk to the interview this week. I'd like to do it. It's someone who's never been on the show and I think they'd be interesting and it'd be fun to do it, but I haven't done the interview yet, and I'm not sure that I will have time to do it. Uh, but we'll see. So what I'm thinking is, for folks who are uh, absolutely you know, uh, blindsided by this being the last proper episode,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, I'll give you a week to send us any sort of mailbag questions, anything you want us to say, any questions you had about the show, mm-hmm. any sort of things you'd want us to talk about one last time before we close it up. And maybe we'll just do, like, a, a small mailbag episode, and I'll... If I do the last interview, I'll put that up, and then that'll be that. Okay. So, sort of like a... Uh, an epilogue-style episode. And then I can end on two, 325, and that seems like a more round number for me. Yeah, it's better than 324. It's, it's, a, it's a better number than than 324. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I don't have a ton of notes. I have a couple things I'm just going to, like, word vomit my way through, much like we've done for... 324 episodes previously. Uh, don't be sad for all the folks who are sad out there. I saw someone already who is like who figured out what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be sad. It's no, a, it's a good thing. It's uh, uh, you should be happy that we had 624, hopefully 6, 325 episodes mm. together, right? It's been yeah. six years. Uh. I wonder if people could tell that I was getting toward. The, could you tell that I was getting toward the end?:
2: Yeah, I always know.
0: Yeah I was even towards the end since like episode 73. <laughs> that's performative though, some of that is.
2: It, it, that then you get caught up in the narrative. The performative becomes the real.
0: Yeah, no I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because that's the character right like I mm-hmm. I don't know what I ever expected. I think is the thing that always I'll always sort of wonder with this show going back. I didn't, I don't know what I expected this show to do. I just or, think you just wanted to do something. just kind of wanted to do
2: something. Sometimes it's just, I mean, when you're gonna, this isn't necessarily a creative endeavor the same way that maybe like making songs would be, or like recording songs, or painting a painting, or writing a book or something. But yeah. But when you're making something, you know, a lot of times the point of making it is just to make it. You know what I mean? And if you make it and you put it in the world and people like it, that's great. Like, it's humbling that literally anybody's listened to us once, yeah. let alone for yeah. Yeah, as right. long as people have. Like, and people come up to me and say it, I'm like, wow, that's like, that's crazy. But I think the purpose of doing it is just to do it. and You think less about what do I want out of this and more about just I want to make this thing and put it out. And if I think it's cool, maybe other people will think it's cool.
0: Uh, and and I don't know why I'm like, I know, I know why I'm like bittersweet about the whole thing, but you know, it wasn't like I was forced to do this. I made this decision on my own to do it. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not even necessarily sure it's the right decision. Mm. Not even necessarily sure that I need to do it right now. Right. But, uh, I said this in the interview and I'll say it again here. I'm going to quote Ron Swanson, which I don't love to do here because I think it's kind of gauche to quote, like a popular thing that's everywhere today. Sure. Uh, you can't half-ass two things. You need to whole-ass one thing, right? Right. And I'm concerned that is especially now, especially first time running through with this new gig. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that will get half-assed.
2: Yeah, for sure. This as will, it should be as it, yeah. If you were half-assing your brand shiny new teaching job <laughs> so that you could yeah. get put more stuff in your steno book, that would be
0: yeah yeah. That's not and. I've always kind of said I like doing this show. I loved a lot of parts. Not everything about doing this show. I liked lots of parts of doing this show. Sure. Um, but when it gets to a point where I feel like I'm not putting it in, like putting the effort in and putting the right amount of effort in, it kind of kind of feels... I mean, I always sort of feel like I'm yelling into the void anyway. Sure. It's just, it's just sure. night neurosis. hmm But I feel like I don't want to just keep putting it out just to put it out. Mm-hmm. Um. So, a couple things. I'll start here with... Let's start with the bad. Any regrets that I've had over the years about this, this podcast? The airing of the grievances.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I got a lot of regrets. I got
0: a lot of problems with all of you. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, a couple of regrets. Let me think. Mm. Kev, you've known me longer than mostly anybody. Mm-hmm. You will know that when it comes to a creative endeavor, I am not the marketing guy. I am the songwriter guy i'm the show the showman guy i'm the standing on a microphone and say something guy but i am not the book the shows book the advertisers call people to Mm uh who wants to come finance this show who wants Mm -hmm. to sell i I, we tried that early on and
2: we could have monetized this show earlier on but i think the show would have stopped a lot earlier if we had done that which might seem counterintuitive, yeah. but I think once you start monetizing it, you're relying it on a certain way, then if that monetary value drops off, it becomes less worth it to do, right? Like, if I was just making, if we were just making $1,000 a week off the show, and we'd kept yeah. that, like, going, and then all of a sudden that drops, and you could only make 400 a week off a show, well, now you're just kind of like, well, shit, I don't want to do this. I don't anymore. want, you, I don't want you to do it, And you know what I mean? Like... So it could we could we certainly could have monetized the show more. We did a little bit of it, you know what I mean, especially at the beginning different things like that, but we really
0: could have built it that way. Um I don't know how to really call it a regret though. It's just something that I regret because I was never good at it and I never decided that I should get better at it. It's like one of those things I should have gotten better at over the years mean. and I just didn't, right? I like I I should have gotten better at getting more equipment for this show. Like I could have gotten I go to so many shows. I've seen so many podcast studios and talked to so many people who and not for nothing, I love all the folks who are doing pods around here who don't, you know, who do, don't do interviews, don't put out the show every week. It isn't every single thing. It was seasonal or it's off and on. Who have way nicer equipment than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I never decided I should go get nicer equipment. You know what I mean? I used right. to get criticized for having crummy equipment. Right. But again, having the, the low effort, not low effort, the low um, the low bar of entry allowed me to make the show as easily as I could and put it out every week. So yeah. that's the other side of it, right? It's yes.
2: Had it been any harder to make, it also would have ended a lot earlier.
0: Yes, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just going to say politics in general. I don't know that it's a regret. It's I think it was a regret for everybody mm-hmm. during a certain period of time. I never wanted this show to get into politics. And then as time went on, it felt like everything was politics. Even mm. now. Even as I look around trying to come up with content for this last show, which I just said to hell with I'm not doing, right? This will be the content. us chatting it up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just think it sort of killed how much fun I had. Like, I think about, like, the early shows, like, with Higgins and... We, we just had a lot of fun all the time. It was a lot of fun. Right. And occasionally, like, you know, big, wide stories that needed to be discussed or we thought needed to be discussed We're more serious when we would talk about them. But I think for a period of time, it felt like every week it was just like we got to comment on the schlag that is the world right now. And it just got really down and depressing for a while.
2: For me, at least. Sure. Yeah, I was that, that part has always been frustrating for me because it's like, yo, we're either going to, like, talk about this but actually talk about it. Yeah. Or we shouldn't address it at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can't do glib sound bites about large-scale, like, complex, nuanced issues because I feel like it does them a disservice. And there's enough people doing that shit where I'm just going to sort of like, ah, ha, ah, ah, ha, ah, like this funny, wild tragedy. You know what I mean? Um,
0: yeah, and, and I always felt concerned that I didn't want to – I can't put myself too out, far out in one side because I don't want people to I, – I had, like, jobs and stuff to worry about, right? Sure. Like I don't, I, I, you know, I don't don't care to give, there's a certain part of my work that I have to, in my job where I want to keep myself private with certain things, which didn't allow, doesn't really allow me to get into great conversation, especially with like stuff like that sometimes. And Mm. that was frustrating a lot Mm. of times for me, uh, me personally, again. Uh, so that was always a regret. I felt like things got kind of dour there for a while. Um, I mean, I regret that we could never... You know, we were never really able to make it work with any of the people who came in to help us out to be the third person. It was always...
2: I mean, we had some great runs and stretches, though, with these people. Wonderful and runs, and I love them all.
0: I love, you know, again, I don't know that the show could have ever been made without Aaron Higgins and Mara and Heather and Cliff and all the folks who, you know, helped us... Justin, Justin, I mean, yeah, all the time. Oh my god, you Justin. Know
2: what I mean, Katie running down the street whenever you need a guest. Yeah, Zach showing up and finding a way to repackage his personal brand. <laughs> Mark Simon, Mark always Simon coming in, the man of many hats, man of many, many hats.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Shit, Phil and Malik. Like, I've I've put Malik over so many times on this show because I think he's like my favorite example of like when I look at someone who's like ten years younger than me doing the podcasting thing. I'm like, ah, man, I wish mm-hmm. I had done what he did. Yeah, I would have been yeah. having so much more fun over all these years if I had done what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad to see him succeeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean everybody. I mean there was a lot of people who made this work. I went back and looked through like the first like 25 episodes of the show, and most of the people are just people we knew. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, Utica is a small enough town where sometimes the people you you know are, are also the people doing a thing. Yeah, uh, it is pretty funny though if you go back. Th- I was like, it really probably, I think Ryan Miller was the first person, it was like episode eight, who was on the show, who wasn't somebody I was super friendly with before, in in my personal life beforehand. Like, he was a new person. Mm -hmm. And I think Paul Mary was the first person who, I think we got like a little bit of buzz for Paul Mary in episode 17. That guy was still the mayor all the way back then. All the way back then. Um... And that kind of leads into the next thing, uh, is... Let's get out of regrets, because I don't have anything to... I don't have any other glaring regrets. Sure. Um, oh, I guess never getting a sports podcast off the air. I mean, mm. I would... I, this would be so much easier for me to do if everyone just wanted me to talk about wrestling and soccer and Twin Peaks. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> yeah. Certainly. And I, mean, and I, like, I... Yeah. I always kind of wish that, like, in a different world, I had just done a podcast about something that I was obsessed with and mm. not tried to do this, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something that, like, showcases and interviews people and it's, like, a lot of, like, I love doing it, but sure. it, my life would have been so much easier if I was just like, Liverpool stunk this week, don't you agree? Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No one wants to hear that from me. No. No, no not even you. I mean, uh, so let's get into the, the joys, some of the joys I've had as opposed to the regrets. Uh, And I think talking to people through all my complaints about like I don't know if I have time to put this show together when I'm putting it out. I'm tired of editing it. I got to come up with copy and print and all like put it up on the thing. And sometimes it doesn't work. And I got to call Spot. You know, I mean, there's all these weird little nuanced things that over the last six years have kind of ground me down a little bit. Mm -hmm. But the one thing was I love talking to people. Mm -hmm. Love for sure talking to all the people on the show. You have to talk to a lot of people. And I'm an introvert, and I was saying this earlier. I don't, I'd see the same like ten to fifteen people all the time. There was something about this show. Everybody sees the same ten to fifteen people all the time. That's true, but there was something about this show that sort of forced me to like interact with people I wouldn't always talk to. Like Joe Real today, I you say I, I love Joe. She's great. I don't see Jill or Adam in public mm-hmm. all that often. The only time I would ever talk to Jill, really, is when she would come on the show, or rarely if we saw each other in passing. Oh, you're going to have to start getting back out into the world. I know. How about it? Uh, but that, that was sort of thing. This became like a nice little mini window to the world, especially during the pandemic when people were not doing anything and mm-hmm. we were all sort of staying at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I learned about a lot of really cool people. People got to share their stories, which was really always the... The crux, besides getting Aaron Higgins over,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but yeah, I that part I will remember all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'll always like that. Yeah. Um, and what I do like, if you look in, the, in my head again, round numbers. My thought was I was going to go till three sixty five, mm. and then that narrative could be if you listen to the podcast every day for a year, for a year. Mm-hmm. you could get an entire living document of like this 6 year oh, that's a cool period idea. yeah right uh but i don't i i'm not going to get all the way to 365 that's that, mm-hmm. i i won't have that kind of. 40 more weeks is a lot. It's a lot it's a lot it's a lot more it's a lot more time
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but yeah i mean i i liked doing podcasting even going back to before I was putting it out for people, I mm-hmm. I don't I something about this appealed to me. I liked the intimacy of it. I liked the broadness of it. The way you could sort of stumble through conversations and, and really learn something about somebody.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I learned that you can't really learn much from talking to somebody for five minutes. Mm-hmm. You got to get past that like ten to fifteen minute threshold. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um. I don't know. Gave me a sense of purpose early on, I think. Mm. I think, you know, I, I, especially when I was first getting in Utica and I felt like I didn't have, like, a place. Right. Initially, this sort of became my little wing side project to, like, become something in the team. Mm. Right? Like, in my my mind, at least. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, those are all things that I will, that I'm very happy about. Shit, we won an award. We're an award-winning podcast. That's true. This is an award-winning podcast. No question about it. What about you? I, I'm rambling on here a lot. Is there anything that you regretted or jo- or any things you liked about this over the years? Um, I always feel like I foisted this on you. So
2: I mean, yeah, but like I'm here, you know, I could have <laughs> just not. Um, becoming as good of friends with Heather as I became has been the greatest joy of this podcast, yeah. actually, uh, and I will yeah. say that because. I knew Aaron Higgins beforehand. Yeah. I love Aaron Higgins, as does everybody who knows Aaron Higgins. You know what I mean? It was great to have her. It was super fun. It was the three of us because we had known each other for a long time. And Mara came in and pinched it, and she did a great job, and it was cool to get to know her. And, like, that'd be somebody that, like, I knew and see every week for a little while. But Heather was always somebody I knew a little more peripherally, and I didn't get to know as well as I do now and consider such a close friend until she was over here every week. So that was definitely a huge joy. Um, and certainly just like the, the, ang- and every conversation I had with somebody that would come up to me or like they listen to the show or someone, they didn't know that well yeah. outside of like just a name on the internet or whatever, and give me a context to talk to people, you know, cause like for as good as I can get talking to folks, sometimes I can find it weird to get started if I don't know what that common ground, yeah. that inroad is. And so I'll just avoid it. Be like, oh, they don't want they don't, to talk to me. They don't want to hear from me. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like. And so it was nice having that common thing. All the conversations I had with people about it and all the times where somebody was like, oh, you know, I really like that thing you said on the
0: show this week. And I'm like, what? Did you listen to that? Yeah. <laughs>
2: really? Uh, oh.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing too. I, I, one of the reasons this show stayed on as long as it did is because mm-hmm. I never paid attention to any numbers or any metrics. I never really knew whether we were doing well. Doing mm-hmm. poorly, I never paid too much attention to how many people were responding to stuff or tweeting at stuff. You can't track that shit. Like we, tweet. I mean, you you, you, you can. can like, it's, it's, I'm saying you can't. Yeah. That's
2: that's the. If you're not, here's the thing: if you're not actively trying to monetize the show, then there's no point to do that. Yeah. You're just gonna drive yourself crazy, right? Yeah. Like if you if you need that data because you need to sell those numbers to prospective advertisers, sponsors, things like that, then sure. But if you don't care about that, then there's no reason to look. So,
0: like, and follow it close from week to week. Other than get a general idea. Here. Yeah, I mean, I think to this day, I think the Larry Sharp episode remains still the most popular single episode of the show, according yeah. to the numbers statewide poll. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I guess for anyone who, again, who's still sad, uh, let's talk about silver lining stuff. Um, a couple weeks ago, I'd say three, four weeks ago. I teased that we were going to add a show, as opposed to stopping this show. We we're going to do another show. That's called, called a swerve. Call a swerve. That's called a swerve. Called a swerve. Uh, I do. Here's the thing. I'm going to probably shut down the Twitter, and certainly like post like a goodbye message on the Facebook page. But I'll probably keep them. I'm going to keep the website too. It's not very expensive. Sure. Um, and I do sort of reserve the right to jump back on the feeds if I have to. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, oh yeah. If you know, if for any reason. You know, there was a time when it felt like we could come back and do something again, or it felt right. I wouldn't be against doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was, I thought about doing something. You know, maybe in the summer times, like do something smaller and more narrative based, sure. just for fun. Made you know, a couple of things I could do like that in the future. Maybe mm-hmm. have an education angle to it that I could do. Mm. things like that you know what i'm saying there's more history lessons more history people are clamoring more history (laughs) that's what they want uh you know and i know that i know that randall was really kind of gung-ho about it and if he still wanted to do it i would certainly help facilitate him and and do that for you know uh but i don't know that it'll be gone forever but i don't have any i don't have any plans right now to bring it back is what i'm saying I, i don't know that i'm I'm not getting rid of any of the stuff. I might close it down for a little bit, but I'm keeping all of the the streams open. So you don't have to mm-hmm. unsubscribe if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for now I have to take some time. Yeah, I think the time has come. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it'll be nice for us. We don't have to do this every Monday. Take a little break from that. I'm sure you're doing the banter. thing. No, I don't. That part's easy. For, banter
2: is is fine. Um, banter or you know listening or just sort of waiting on it, that's all fine and good. It will be... It's interesting because it'll free up uh, like a log jam that's been in every week for years now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just an interesting thing was like, oh yeah, well it's Monday, it's this thing. It'll be strange to be unmoored from that, but not like you in know, a, oh, I'm glad to be free or in like a, no, oh, I don't know what to do way.
0: Uh, no, I think you're right though. I mean, for the last six years, I've essentially canceled Mondays from my job, from from my family, from mm-hmm. any events. I've just told people no. For sure. Uh, for years. College courses, I have scheduled around Mondays. Mm-hmm. and I mean, like I... It, yeah that will be nice to have mm-hmm. a day of the week back mm-hmm. uh you know what I mean um so so that'll be fun uh yeah I think that's that's good for now I'm sure we'll get into some other stuff next week so again folks uh, I don't I think maybe we'll do a show next week I if I get this interview I'll give it to you uh if I get enough questions in the mailbag who will do a mailbag show I, I you know that kind of depends on how many people send us questions or yeah. send us stuff I'm not no pressure on you guys sure uh, you know but yeah, that kind of depends on what we get, so I'm gonna play it by ear. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, let's talk to let's talk to Jill Real. Here's who, Jill Real with the weather. Well, here's Jill. Real with the weather. <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotta say before that's a great intro. I should have just left it there, but I, I want to say uh-huh. I feel bad because I put Jill in a really bad spot. Uh-huh. I wasn't really sure whether I should tell her that this was the last show. Right. Because I was like, I don't want her to feel weird. But then, like, as we're having the conversation, I was like anxious, and I, I so like I feel like this interview kind of gets hijacked by me being neurotic halfway through. What a surprise! Uh, yeah, but yeah, I feel bad for Jill uh, that I kind of put her in a weird position because of the announcement that I told her during the interview. Jill Real always a professional. She's a pro though. She's an absolute pro. So we're happy to talk to her one more time. Here's Jill Real. We'll be back. Going on?
3: Well, we were at camp this weekend, and literally every person we hung out with now has a stomach bug except for me. So
0: so, so everybody is sick at the moment besides you yes.
3: and you,
0: and you expect it's coming now.
3: Yes, I'm patiently waiting for it to happen. <laughs> Fun.
0: Uh welcome back to Unicast <laughs> episode uh 324. Jill, the last time you were on the podcast. Um it was I I only bring this up because it's always weird and stuff like that happens. It was a hundred full episodes ago, episode wow. 224. This is episode 224. <laughs> uh, and we were talking about it was the first week of October. We were talking about like uh like pumpkin spice, probably. I would imagine if that was the case. Probably. <laughs> uh but no it's been a long time and I wanted to bring you uh back on because uh because you've been a pretty regular fixture on the show over the years so uh and and also I was thinking about you this week because uh whenever I have to put that award that we won on like a resume it always makes me laugh oh
3: like, I know <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh okay <laughs> uh
0: so so let me ask you this question uh just because I you just got back from you said Saranac Lake we were
3: uh no um am Bayh
0: Alex Bay. Alex Bay. Very yep. cool. It's not Pirate Weekend up there, is it?
3: No, that was in uh, August.
0: That's like one of those things I've never gone to, but people just talk about like it's something that I, I feel like I've missed out on over the years.
3: It, it could be a shit show.
0: <laughs> um, but uh, so it was funny when I I went on one vacation last year. I went out with my family up to like Eagle Bay for a week, you know. And at this point in time, you know, COVID numbers were down. People were, like, out in Chin Forest. to just opened for the first time and you know, yeah. like, over so long. And uh, it was after that vacation that I got back home. And I got sick for the first time in, like, 18 months. Like, since yep. I've been vaccinated, since everything had gone down. And it was the worst. I was like, oh, God, I forgot what this was like. And I knew it wasn't anything serious. But I was like, oh, God, being sick sucks so i'm sorry especially like a food stomach bug that's that's pretty crummy
3: yeah i'm just like i'm just like okay maybe i will not eat anything today I mean, Maybe it won't happen <laughs> it,
0: was it a food did somebody get food poisoning or was it so, like a
3: like one one of the family's kids had it like last week and then they felt fine then then friday the mom got it saturday the dad got it and then as of last night everybody else just went down to the town
0: Well, as someone who spent many years of his life working in the education field, I can tell you that the kids are always the first sign. When we were leaving our vacation, our week-long vacation, all the kids were sick on Sunday and I was just doing like the, I was just like, this is all your fault. I'm blaming all of you kids. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot. Uh, You know, just a side note, when I I was texting you about 25 minutes or 30 minutes ago before you came on here. Uh, it started raining, so I think that's yep. your fault. Is that your fault somehow? Always.
3: <laughs> it's always my fault. But now the sun's out, so we're good. <laughs> uh,
0: let me ask you a question. It, I feel like the conversation, and you would know better than me. I feel like people are confused by the weather lately, and I don't know that the, a, a, you know more about this than I do. How bizarre is the sort of humidity and heat we're getting, and the weather we're getting, or is this par for the course where we live, and we're just complaining like normal?
3: No, this this year, uh, Bill and I did the statistics and. And within the last 30 years, this was the hottest and the wettest summer we've ever had. Now, hottest people are like, well, it wasn't. It was because we only we had 90 degrees eight times this year. Last summer we had it 15 times, but the overnights never got cold. We never cooled off at night. So when he started the day, it was already 75 degrees. And humid So, like your house just felt disgusting It just there was no relief that that was the issue this summer
0: Uh, it's it's really funny too you know I uh I am secretly a million years old right like uh-huh. I, I don't know I don't know that it's that much of a secret <laughs>
1: uh
0: but I you know I won't turn the air conditioner on unless it's like a it's got to reach like a certain certain threshold right like I'm like right. I don't know Seventy-four degrees. It's a little light here for, but I have noticed it is the nighttime thing is a really pressing point. I noticed you you, you put that up on Twitter too. It does not feel like it gets cooler in the night, and no, it also doesn't, doesn't cool off. And it doesn't feel like a lot of times in my brain, I feel like when the rain comes, that humidity is going to blow out, and I yep. feel like it doesn't anymore
3: at <laughs> all. <Yeah. laughs>
1: it's more humid.
3: <laughs> it's even more disgusting. It's like we're already we living in Florida. Like what the heck, but yeah. So yeah, it was. You're not it's been then the rain of course too but yeah it was one it was the hottest summer in 30 years
0: so now for you guys for guys like for people like you and bill like do you look at what goes on and think to yourself like okay so what is this do you you have like an idea of what you think the winter is going to look like because of this do you feel like there's going to be some sort of prediction you can make about Mm -hmm. like what kind
3: the only correlation we can really do just based on the next season is um the Great Lake temperatures obviously are very high. So if you have very warm Great Lakes, you're going to get more lake effect snow. I was actually just talking about this. So that's one thing. But if the jet stream doesn't bring in the cold air over the lakes, then it's just going to sit there. and We're not going to get lake effect snow. So you need the cold air in place over the warm waters. And if we do get that, then we, we could see um, a lot of snow. But one season doesn't really depict what the next season is going to be like.
0: So the, yeah, so that's kind of what I was getting at. There's no real way to like
3: no. it, like
0: it was the old wives tale I used to hear. If you had like uh, a really hot summer, all the, the long hot peppers would be very hot that year. That's like the old Italian person.
3: It's not true because I garden this summer and i we have a gazillion long hots and Adam's like, they're not spicy. <laughs>
0: uh well they
3: flourish though.
0: You know what's funny though? Like I I have part of me, you know, as an Italian guy and at least you know 40% of my family, uh you know, someone's like, oh, don't get the long hots, they're hot. I'm like, they can't be that hot. I'm like, I'm going to try them. And then, uh, I do think I have a high tolerance for high for hot food. Yeah. Uh, but also I'm getting older and I'm becoming more of a baby about my stomach where I'm just like, yep. "This is so hot. Then 10 minutes later, I'm like,
1: oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: how is my good buddy Adam these days?
3: Good. Yeah. So, um, I, we started, we bought a house last year. Um, hmm. you know, thanks COVID, but, uh, we, um, we did a garden this year. I did a garden. And he's like, I want hot peppers. I want this and that. I'm like, okay. So I planted long hots and I planted them cherry peppers. And then I don't know if you heard scotch bonnets.
0: Scotch bonnets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure.
3: So the other day he had one. He's like, Jill, I can't feel my face. It's so numb. He's like, it's so hot. I'm like, you asked for it.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Since I got this adult job, finally, for the yeah. first time in my life, uh, I've been thinking a lot more about, you know land, houses, cars, like adult purchases, things like that. Going to the dentist for the first time in like 10 years. Uh, (laughs) uh, But the one that really gets me with land is I, I'd love to be able to have a garden because I used to have a garden growing up as a kid. And I feel like that's something when you're a little kid, you don't really pay attention to. No,
3: not at all.
0: And then when you're a teenager, you're like, what's the the point of this? (laughs) Uh, But as I get older, I think I like the idea of it. And I've sort of been actually looking at on the, on the flip side last week, we talked about this. Uh, I'd like to start growing some sort of fruit in New York.
3: Ooh!
0: I, I, yeah, apparently there's a varieties of fruits that you can grow in New York besides apples. You can say apples. <laughs> apples. Oh, no, there's a whole list of them, like cherries and certain types of um, berries. Obviously, strawberries you can grow in New okay. York. You can get them right here. But I'd like to do something like that because everyone I know does vegetables. I feel like I want to do something different. <laughs>
3: here, here's my cherry tree.
0: Here's my cherry tree. <laughs> I yeah. Cherry tree. Um. So. You guys bought the new house. What's the biggest, uh, what's the biggest sort of hurdle you didn't expect when looking to buy a new house for people who are buying houses? Like, what's something that you were like, oh, I didn't see this coming?
3: Uh, the market was absolutely insane. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. so like we would go look at a house and then our village was like, oh, 16 other people saw the house today. If you want it, you gotta put a bid in now. And if you want, really want it, you gotta go like $10,000 over the asking price. The house is already way more than what it's worth. Uh, We locked out. The only reason we got the house we did is our realtor was also selling this house, so never actually went on the market.
0: So you didn't reach out to our good friend, Andrew Grumineo on this part? You didn't talk to him?
3: No, but I ran into him during during some of the the open houses. it was crazy but we we locked out we love the house it's perfect size for us and everything
0: i go so. back i go back and i remember i was t- i talked to him oh god it's been a while since i've talked to him on the pod but i i you know i have this habit sometimes where i will save like a question that i think will be funny or like just whatever for later on in the episode and right at the end i was like so are you just on like zillow all the time like looking at houses and he yelled at me and started ranting about how zillow is ruining like the real estate, oh, bond. he went on some whole thing. So now if I ever mention that I'm on Zillow, I feel bad. I'm like, I'm sorry, Andrew, somewhere looking around. I know he's watching. me. <laughs> uh, so you guys are in the housing market. Uh, I feel like that's an interesting one too, because a lot of folks I feel like we're either buying a new house during, the, during COVID or
1: renovating. renovating
0: their houses they already have uh, or making like big time, like life decisions. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people who were, you know, Looking at their lives during these times and evaluating everything, saying it's time for big changes. Did you guys ever have any other big sort of changes that happened during this period?
3: Nothing for us. It was especially when Adam found out he he's working from home for like everyone so Like, okay, we need we need a place where you can have an office. So like, yeah. And I always joke with him because he we was always like, "When are you guys getting married?" And I'm like, "We have a we have, instead of a marriage license, we have a deed. We're good." <laughs> well, you know, I, I think that that's
0: that is you're you're in my age range, so. Yep. I think that's a younger millennial, if you want to call it like mentality. Like I know a lot of my friends' parents were married, you know, traditionally. And I had one friend's mom who just was with this guy for many years. They were never really married. But like, what's the difference? Like we we were here all the time. That's kind of no point. I don't think that, uh, I think a lot of times with weddings, it's all about, you're sort of putting on the spectacle for other people, right? Like I'm going to a wedding, a small wedding on s- next Saturday. Um, and it's gonna be very low key. And I'm really looking forward to it because I know these folks aren't doing like, it's just like, it'd be a fun thing. It's not even going to be like some big, serious spectacle. Yeah. Some giant spectacle with like 400 people. Yeah. Yeah. I I think the, uh, that's like an antiquated idea that like, oh, you've been together for this period of time. You guys live together. Why haven't you gotten married yet? That seems sort of like from a different time.
3: Yeah. I think so too. And, you know, I think people are also focusing on their careers first and then the marriage thing down the road. Oh. Uh, so people are not having as many kids as our parents did either.
0: Are you? Well, is that something you've thought about? Are you like a kids person? Are you pro kids? No, no kids for you. No nope. cats. We
3: have two cats. <laughs> We're
0: good. You know, as a guy who works in education, I get torn, right? Because I love working with kids. I wouldn't if I didn't like working with kids, I wouldn't do this job. I'd yeah. do something else, right? But I also like that they're not actually my kids. It's sort of like having nieces and nephews. It's like, Definitely oh, these kids are. Yeah, these kids are great, and then if they, like, need money, I can be like, well, I don't have any money. <laughs>
3: yeah, I can't help you.
0: I can't
3: uh, play the room. <laughs> uh,
0: Have you, that being said, have you been back in studio doing weather stuff, obviously? Like, have you guys, how long have you guys been back? Like, in we studio? never
3: left. You never left? Never left. We never, were, left. we never went, we never went virtual. Bill did when he got COVID, he did it virtually on And that's it. We had no one. The only people that left the station were like the salespeople because they could do their stuff from home. But all the reporters and anchors and producers, we were all.
0: Now, were you envious of people who got to work from home or are you on the other side of the fence? You're like, I kind of need to be at work to do my job. I don't like working from home. I know people who've sort of fallen on both sides of this fence.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I love like getting out of the house. Adam loves working from home. Love. Yep. he's like I go from our bedroom I walk down the hall I'm at work in my pajamas
0: <laughs> I can't I have zero focus when I work from home I yeah, mean I, I I'm I'm you know despite what people will think I'm I'm introverted by nature right yeah. like even like doing podcasting stuff or doing like my, my job is like I have a limit to how much I can be out in front of people putting on the show right like part of it <laughs> part of it is like I get tired of this yeah. I want to sit out of my couch and watch like 10 episodes of MasterChef and like pull my head back to normal. Um, but, you know, I think that's, I like the routine that going into a job gives me, right? I think when I'm at home, if I'm working from home, I feel like there's always, there's no ending, there's no end in sight. Like people start calling me at seven o'clock, eight o'clock, 10 o'clock. I don't know. I, I tend to turn things off after like eight o'clock at night, seven o'clock at night. Like, and I don't take any more. <laughs> I have yeah. to. Which I just read an article that says apparently that's selfish. You're not supposed to separate work and life that much. I was being scolded for being a millennial. I think.
3: <laughs> no, but like you go to any other country, like they, they'd want you like when you're done, you're done. Like, yeah, you know, it's, computers it's, and stuff.
0: It's, it's a very old school American ideal that like you're gonna work and then take phone calls from the office while you're at home eating dinner. Yeah, like week. no yeah i think i think that's a generational thing i think we've gotten away from that a little bit
3: yeah
0: um so are you slapping bugs in there
3: no the two <laughs> cats are about to fight
0: <laughs> uh charlie hates when i have to do any like podcast stuff i have to like leave the door cracked for him because if i close the door in the studio he just scratches up against the door until i let him in and then he runs away yeah uh, so jill i'm I, i'm kind of at a dilemma here
1: okay
0: yeah okay I wasn't necessarily sure uh, whether or not I was going to bring this up with you during the interview, because I thought it would be weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's not because I didn't tell you this when we talked about this a few weeks ago.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, but today, this week's episode of the show, as of right now, is the last one I'm ever going to do. This is the last
3: episode. Wow. are you retiring?
0: <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh I think with like, um, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna quote Ron Swanson here, who yes. I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like to quote television shows too, too much. Uh, but I was told it's really, you can't half-ass two things. You have to whole ass one thing. Yeah. And, uh, and with sort of the way things are going and how much work I'm gonna have to do with this new gig. You I just, just-
3: I don't know what your new gig is.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm going back into education full-time. So okay, like I was okay. doing like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but like, this will be on my own for the first time. And you know, this is sort of what I, you get your master's degree in teaching stuff to go do. Yeah. So I have to essentially build curriculum from the ground floor up, which I've never done before. Bullshit. And, I, um, and I, I, for a while thought, I was like, okay, this isn't so bad. I can, I could probably keep both of these two things up. And I would, I think it took me about a week. Yeah. everything, And I was just like, oh, no, this is this is sad. I'm I don't I'm think kinda, I
3: realize how much work goes into a podcast.
0: You know, not to do like the whole pat myself on the back type of thing. I don't think I knew when I started doing it, because when I when I first started doing this, it was sports stuff and sports stuff yeah. is. I, Shut up. I, I'm sorry. Spencer's gonna be mad that I say this.
1: Sports,
0: <laughs> sports is easy yeah the narrative not i'm not saying it's easy to cover and be interesting like that in itself is its own skill but sports writes its own sort of stories for you you're just reacting to the stuff that happened to the games to the reactions to the games the reactions to the reactions to the game with this i wasn't necessarily you know much like anything else i ever did in my life i think this sort of started by accident Mm. and just kept going and you tie yourself into a lot of things when you do things that way that you don't know that you can keep doing forever. I think, I don't know. I got burned out talking about like politics for a while, you know, especially in like those mid 2000, like the early, late 2017, 18 time. I I think everybody did. I think everyone got burned out. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, outside of doing like the interviews, I don't know that. um, I don't know. That was the only part that I really love doing anymore. It's like chatting, to people yeah. like getting up people once a week to learn about something cool that people are doing or what's going on mm-hmm. and uh and that i'll miss certainly like you know not for nothing to pull it too far behind the curtain we see each other in public once in a while like i think i ran into you and adam met like seven hamlets a few weeks ago yeah. or whatever. but you know i we don't see each other regularly it's not yeah. like I don't, I don't i don't stop by to visit you and adam so you <laughs> know weird in a weird way um these opportunities to like interview people on the podcast even if it's only once a year twice a year is more communication than I get with a lot of people in the community and that especially,
3: part especially during COVID too you know?
0: well COVID you know I had to embrace all the Zoom stuff like yeah. having to go do this from Zoom like a big part of the show before COVID started was like have yeah, people come to your house and yep. come on into my crummy apartment and, <laughs> and drink coffee and and that kind of died out with with the covid stuff too and you know i like zoom just fine it's fine um but you can't i don't know there's like a natural discussion rhythm that happens live that doesn't and you probably see this on tv if you have to do like um like studio to not studio shots with right. people sometimes like it doesn't matter how good the cameras are at time there's always going to be some Little slight difference that doesn't feel natural when you're not in the room with somebody doing that conversation face to face, and that part I really miss. Yeah, I,
3: um,
0: <laughs> I do feel bad though because I'm doing the thing that I do for almost everything, where I didn't really warn anybody that the show is gone. Surprise. Like, I, yeah, I, that's really how this show is probably going to start this week—is like surprise. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, but I've been like, I've been like posting gifs on Twitter for like mm-hmm. for like an hour of just very obvious like <laughs> it's like Homer Simpson going into a bush and Tony yep. Tony's sitting in a desk, like just a lot of like really obvious, like, this is it. Yep.
1: Um,
0: but yeah. And I, and I guess I didn't really, um, I wasn't even sure that I was going to do an interview this week, but I, I, we'd talked already and I was like, I don't want to leave Jill hanging because she's been a part of the show for such a, for such a long time. Yeah. And we shared that award t- together with you, me and Andrew. And that was like the, and to be, to, to, to honestly, that award was weird for me because it's the only time this show has ever been like given any credit for anything. Yeah, I was given credit for something, so by proxy, the show was given credit for something. Uh, but that was it. I feel like that was the apex of the mountain. That was the, that was the apex mountain. Time
3: to get off.
0: <laughs> you know, I also think too. I I, I think I'm still i I think I'm older than you, but um, I think to a certain point, to after you know, I've been doing this like six years now. I wonder what the, I wonder sometimes if it was diminishing returns a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I just wonder how many people, (laughs) like, I'm not good at numbers. I don't look at the numbers. So like, I I don't don't know. know. There could be a, there could be a thousand people who listen every episode. There could be 50, there could be 200. I don't know. I don't know. I've never known. And that's why I'm such a bad salesman (laughs) because I don't know what's going
3: on. It's good not to know.
0: That's probably the only reason the show lasted as long as it did, because I'm too stubborn to, like, stop doing things that I did. It was hard for me to come to this decision. Yeah. Uh, All right. So I didn't mean to get you all sidetracked in this. But I didn't know if I should tell you, because it would make the conversation weird afterwards.
3: You're like, oh, thanks for telling me.
0: (laughs) Well, no, I just, I didn't. I, my... I didn't want to be like, have it the first thing we discussed because then it's like, okay, so now the rest of this interview feels weird because it's yeah. the last one and I'm putting undue pressure on you. But I also don't want the episode to come out and you're like, Hey, check out my interview. And then it's like, what, what, what is this? This is the last one. What do you mean? This is the last one.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: so let me ask you this then. Uh, I won't keep you on here forever today because I know you're recovering from vacation and I have a lot of stuff to figure out about how we're going to wrap this whole thing up accordingly. <laughs> uh but you know I just want to I want to thank you for coming on over the years and, being, and yeah. being pal and uh and you know you know what it's like to sort of be uh I would say you're even like a a b-list local celebrity whereas I'm like a c-minus list local celebrity <laughs> no
3: no, that's a good thing or a bad thing
0: it is a good thing well I always think it's funny because like we even when I saw you at seven hamlets I just assumed it was like oh it's Jill and Adam whereas I like my mom was like look it's the lady from tv (laughs) (laughs) and that's like that's like a weird thing when you are a person who's known for something but also like a person who's just like friendly with people yeah you never know what people are stopping you for when they see you
3: yeah it's you're funny. There. One time we were at the, Adam was at Adam was for a birthday party. We were at the bowling alley, and I went up to the bar to get a drink and Jewel real. And I was like, and I'm like, oh hi. He goes, no, we don't care about you. Where's Adam? <laughs> I'm like, Adam, you're more famous than me at the bowling alley.
0: Which is funny because I think I gave, I think I said that to Adam. He's like, yeah, hey, I don't care about you. I'm
3: like,
0: yeah, move, like, move aside. I see you. All. I see you over uh, <laughs> Well, look, I'm glad that you guys. Um, I'm glad that you guys aren't getting all stressed out by people giving you crap about the the wedding thing. Like, just do your thing. That's all life is yeah. about, like, honestly. Um, So what does your plan look like for the rest of the summer? You only have so long. We only have, like, 20 days of summer left. Are you... Uh... Uh,
3: well, it depends yeah. on your definition of summer, too, and fall. I, I had this question on Twitter.
1: Yeah.
3: Is Is fall... Uh, for me, fall is September 1st because that's how we keep our statistics. That's every three months each season is just to keep everything uniform. Um, and then, or is fall tomorrow because Labor Day is the last day of summer or is it September 22nd?
0: Uh, for me, fall is tomorrow because I go back to work and the kids come yeah. back and then that's it. Like summertime is like work summertime is over for me. Um, yeah. But... As an old man, I do like to remind people that summer doesn't actually end until the 22nd because that's what people my age do when they're like, oh, it's so it's crappy out there already. Um, get those
3: pumpkin spice things out of here.
0: No, it's already everywhere. I was just talking to somebody oh. about this two days ago, and I'm not even an anti pumpkin spice person per se. Like, yeah, I mean- don't, if someone came into the house right now and was like, hey, Sam, I got gotcha, you, uh. You see our, you know, pumpkin latte. I would probably drink it if you gave it. Yeah, of course, you too. If if my good friend Katie down at Character Coffee made me a fancy pumpkin coffee, I'd probably drink it. I don't know that I would go order it on my own merit. I'm Uh, also, I'm not a pumpkin pie person though either. It's something I get a lot of flack for over the years. I
3: love pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin chocolate chip cookies.
0: I was, (laughs) that sounds pretty good actually. I was just watching a thing. I was in the gym a couple days ago and I was watching, I, cause I'm one of those guys who goes to the gym, but then watches the cooking network. So like yep. I sit there and yep. I look at the food and I'm like, Oh, look at all the stuff that I can't eat. That's yep. great. And I was watching one and it was, Oh my God, I'm going to screw this up. It was three pies uh, inside of three cakes. And then they, so it was like a pumpkin pie inside of a cake and then a cherry pie inside of a cake and then an apple pie. no, Pumpkin, apple, pecan, all stacked together with different cakes, and the whole thing was coated, oh which my God. I said, this seems like a nightmare, yes. a hot nightmare that I hate, and it's too much, and I was somehow fascinated, and I wanted to try it.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> you know, like I said, it's already, uh, I've kept you longer than I than I plan to on a, on a beautiful holiday morning, so for the last time, why don't we yep. do some lightning round questions here, before we Perfect. close out. And then uh, and then we can let you go enjoy the rest of your Monday recovery. Sounds good. All right. So these are not, of course, the same five or six questions we've asked to everybody on the podcast. Because you've been on already before. So okay. we had some new ones that are coming on. Uh, all right. So let's start with this one. Uh, Jill Real, TV Weather Personality. What is the best trip or outing you remember as a kid? And what made it great?
3: Um, I think... Probably every April break, we would go, um, my family, them, my cousins, and my aunt and uncle, we always rent a house somewhere different every year. We got to go to Jekyll Island uh, off the coast of Georgia and we just rented a huge house and I just remember being kids and just having a blast like, mm. for the whole week, you know, just playing on the beach and stuff, some, you know, typical family vacation. And as any- an adult, it's Alaska.
0: I was going to say adult ones are different. Like I think when you're a kid, a lot of times it's the actual functioning of the trip, right? Like I I remember less of the actual trip and more of like the stuff that I did with the family, right? Exactly. Uh, But as you get older, I think, you know, now that you can do more stuff on your own, like there's a lot of places I'd like to go to that I have not been able to go to just yet. Uh, But I got a list. Uh, (laughs) All right. Uh, What's something that you consider a basic part of your current career that you have struggled to learn?
3: Oh jeez! Um, actually, to be nice to people in public, <laughs> Adam always yells at me. He's like, "You look miserable. Put a smile on your face. Say hello." I'm like, "I don't want to."
0: <laughs> uh, I, I'm know, not. I- I-
3: I, people think I'm an extrovert in like real life. I'm, I'm like, if I'm at a party, I'm like on the couch talking to one person the whole time and I'm happy as a clam. Like I'm not, Adam's the extrovert, I'm the introvert.
0: I find that people who work in media type fields tend not to be extroverts. They tend yeah. to be introverted. And I don't know what it is about the field and the type of people and why that connects the way it does, but it's no. very strange to me. Yeah. Um, you know, it's true. I think my biggest one that I've always struggled with is not openly showing disappointment in my face when someone says something. Because people will say something, they always be like, what do I look like? Do I look miserable? I feel like I look miserable. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, what is a fictional family that you'd like to belong to? This is a tough one.
3: Probably, uh, we always talk, we actually we always talk about this because Don always, Don Shipman always wanted to be part of the Cosby's. <laughs>
0: like, that's a loaded uh, one.
3: I would have to say um, The Roses from Schitt's Creek.
0: See, you're one of these Schitt's Creek people. Everyone loves it. My mom loves it. My family all loves it. I feel uh, like I, I don't know anything about it. I feel like I missed the boat on it. You
3: did. It's so good. Adam hated it and then I got him to watch it. Now he's obsessed.
0: What, uh, What is your dream category on Jeopardy? So if you went on Jeopardy, what category would show up that you're like, got it. Oh,
3: meteorology obviously but second would be music probably i or like if it was like a um kind of like a name that tune type of music thing like i can name a tune in like two notes type of thing i'm like i was like how do you know that i'm like i don't know
0: did you watch the last name your tune reboot yeah it was was uh i liked it
3: i yelled at the tv a lot because they didn't know the songs and i made me mad
0: Uh, I don't know any new songs here's the problem I don't know any songs past like 2006 like after that my brain just kind of stopped taking in music uh all right we are opening up the Udicast Deli and we're Mm -hmm. naming a sandwich after you that's right the Jill Real Sandwich tell us what would be on the Jill Real Sandwich
3: I would probably have a buffalo chicken sandwich with blue cheese lettuce tomato onion Buffalo. I can
0: eat buffalo chicken every day. So you are. But we were just we were just Huge. debating about this last week about how if I went to like uh, I don't know that I would get a buffalo chicken sandwich before I would get a barbecue chicken sandwich. So, I'm, no, I'm buffalo. You see, you're a buffalo person. Yeah. I don't love barbecue wings as much as I like buffalo wings, but I like a barbecue chicken sandwich as opposed to a buffalo chicken sandwich because I'm anal retentive in that way.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh And. I guess last but not least, we'll do this one. Give me one book, album, movie, or television show that you guys are currently reading, listening to, or watching. Ted Lasso. So you're right on the second season. My mom is yelling yep. at me because I haven't watched the second.
3: It is phenomenal. Like the second season starts off slow and then it really picks up. The first episode, you're like, oh, I hope this is not like the rest of the season, but it's really good.
0: Okay, so can I tell you? Can I? Can I give you my petty thing about t- uh, Ted Lasso? Yep. I'm a big time soccer fan. I love. English Premier League soccer. I've been watching Liverpool since 2007. Like I really started really getting into it. So, uh, and I, I just love soccer. And I, when this show came out, and I was aware of the character Ted Lasso based on the commercials that had come out years and years beforehand.
3: Yeah. People should look VHM. up. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know, for NBC Sports. And yeah, uh, that's
3: what it was. Yeah.
0: And uh, so when the show came out, I did that thing where I was just like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I want to watch this show. It's yeah. a little too on the nose for me. And I got kind of like beat down by people, like my sisters, my my mom, and my brother-in-law. is like, no, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. It's good. It's good. It's good. And everyone I know is watching it. They love it. So I was like, all right. So I watched the first season. And after about three episodes, like I was like, okay, this is pretty good. I'm invested. I, I do care about the characters. Now, I don't have Apple TV. I was on vacation right. when I watched this show. I was on vacation with a family member who had it so now that it's out again and the cycle is continuing again i've gone back to my original stance so i'm like eh, I, don't uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that i'm ready
1: to watch another. Yeah. <laughs> even it's though i really like good.
0: i've openly gone out and talked about how i like the fact that the show has that um that positivity that everyone loves yeah, to that's
3: what i love like and everyone's stressed it. watching it
0: and I get it because I, I understand that almost all the television I like historically is cynical, like your Seinfelds and your It's Always Sunny and these terrible cooking reality shows that I like. They're yep. all very mean and mean. cynical. And, and I do appreciate the, the nice breath of fresh air. But now I'm getting like my mom is sending me stuff for like my classroom. She's like, do you want a Ted Lasso board for your classroom? I'm like, <laughs> no, no, I don't. Please don't send it to me. I don't want it. Yeah. Uh but no, Um, I will I will eventually watch season two, and I'm sure that I will like it when I like it. I'm just being uh stubborn. I think.
3: Yeah, wait till it all comes out and then just binge it. Do Apple TV for free for a week and then just binge it.
0: A week that's the movie. See, I never remember to turn them off afterwards. Uh Jill, I want to thank you for coming back on. I want to thank you for unless everything unless something changes next week, and uh because I thought about maybe doing like a mailbag type episode. You might be the last person we ever I'm interviewed. i honored. <laughs> <laughs>
3: We're not on it's a high great, note.
0: It's a, great, it's a great honor for you to have to deal with me one more time before I stop texting you at weird hours to come do a <laughs>
3: podcast with
0: me. Uh, Jill, it's been a real pleasure. I want to thank you yes. so much. Um, enjoy the rest of your Labor Day. Enjoy the last day of summer for you. Yeah. And, and I will see you when I see you, I guess. Yeah,
3: good luck with your new venture.
0: Thanks. It's, I'm. I'm gonna need every last piece of it, <laughs> Bill. Thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate it. you. Again to Jill Real. The best weather woman in the business today, if you ask me. Uh, all right. Let's go to this week's history lessons. I did not do history lessons. We're just gonna do a time warp, but a special Yay, time warp. A time warp. Just a special time warp. We're gonna time warp back to June 29th, 2015. The very first Oh! Oh, I'm getting a phone call during the podcast. Hang on a second. Classic podcast stuff. Uh, I'll call him back later. Uh, yeah, classic podcast stuff. He's going to call back any second. It, it, you, it's, know, you know how the old folks It's inevitable. Call, call right back. It's inevitable. Um, so,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, we're going back to June 29th, 2019. The day the very first episode of the Unicast podcast came out. 2015. 2015, that's mm-hmm. right. 2015. The, the day the very first Unicast podcast came out was released. on. At that time, it was probably just Apple, and that's it. Sure. It's probably just on on iTunes. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, so on that day, you could have listened to the Uticast podcast and then driven to the movie theater to watch the number one movie in America, Inside Out. Inside Out. Directed by Pete Doctor, who also co-wrote the screenplay and adapted the story, so you can tell he was very committed. Uh, the film stars Amy Poehler, Phyllis Smith, Richard Kind, Louis Black, Bill Hader, Mindy Kaling, Diane Lane, and my hero, Kyle McLaughlin. Film is set in the mind of a young girl named Riley, whose five uh, personified emotions, joy, sadness, anger, fear, and disgust, try to lead her uh, through life as she and her parents adjust to their new surroundings after moving from Minnesota to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Kevin, i got to ask you real quick. I've never really seen this movie. Mm. Um, But the five emotions, joy, sadness, anger, fear, disgust, feels a little skewed, does it not? I feel like there's a lot of negative emotions there compared to one positive emotion. Um, I think like you need a couple more emotions in there. I mean, I guess it's for kids. It is.
2: Right? You got to keep it simple, and so <laughs> you need to use the emotions that help you tell your story, like the way you've got the story written, because it matters which yeah. ones you've got. I feel like fear and disgust are kind of close.
0: Too little. I, They're so different, though. I know. They're so different. But, like, joy isn't the same as, like, Pride, I don't know, like there's more positive emotions. I think you could have fit pride
2: is a more comp is is a little bit more of a complex emotion to explain to a little kid, yeah. I suppose you know what I mean. It's got to be something you can easily explain. And also, I think, um, I think maybe instead of just like all emotions are emotions and getting the idea, like with this movie across, that all your emotions are valid and they all have to be addressed. So instead of being like this is a bad emotion to have and this is a good emotion to have, which Mm. puts you in like more binary thinking, I think with this, it's like hey, look. Fear is something you're going to have. So don't treat it as a bad thing. Learn how to deal with it and get with it. You're going to be sad sometimes. So learn how to have a
0: relationship with that sadness so it doesn't dominate you. I think that's really what Pixar, you know, that's how they've made their money over the years is like taking really kind of sort of broad concepts Mm -hmm. and making them, you know, bite sizable for kids, but also engaging enough for adults. Because I feel like that's the thing with these Pixar movies. Adults love Pixar movies. Mm -hmm. Like people. Like I, I didn't go out of my way to watch Coco, but holy God, please go watch Coco if you ever watched it. It's mm-hmm. quite a film. Right? Uh, do you have any particular Pixar film? I pulled the list up here that you engage with or that you sort of uh, relate with in particular. Um,
2: I mean, relate with engaged I've seen. I guess I dropped off seeing them. Can't really see any of them. There's nothing that comes to mind. But
0: yeah. I feel like I Toy know. Story for a lot of people is the touchdown. Yeah, for Toy any... Story is
2: Pixar. Of course, that's stuff when I was a kid. Yeah, I'm not scrolling. Let me see. So you're like Toy Story. Stop moving it for a minute. No, it's all good. Uh, yeah, all the early ones that when I was from when I was a kid, and you sort of drop off, and even movies I've never seen, like I've never seen uh, Cars. Cars. But I'm aware that car. Like I'm aware of cars in the culture. I don't think I've actually seen The Incredibles. But I'm so uh, aware of it. And it's crazy how saturated into the culture Pixar is. You know what I've actually never seen that people love is Up.
0: Oh yeah, Up's good. I've seen like, the beginning of Up, which everyone watches, and like it's, it's all like, you actually need. <laughs> Just like the first like need, ten yeah. minutes of it—that's yeah. people are going wild about. The rest of it uh, is like
2: nice, and it's a good movie, but it's that beginning that people.
0: I would say that Toy Story three was for me one that like i watched and i was like damn pixar you got me again like i didn't know you could do it i
2: never saw
0: the toy stories i uh, Ah dude toy story 3 is like aimed at people Mm -hmm. like in our age range it's like oh you didn't think we could make you feel sad and feel emotions well guess what my friend Uh (laughs) haha we got you uh yeah inside out i mean uh this is one that i know a lot of people love this is like Mm -hmm. one of the better this is nominated for two academy awards i don't think it won. I want to watch the new one, too. People said Soul is good. Soul's supposed to be great. So, on your way out of the movie theater, uh, you can get in the car and listen to the number one song in America, a very uh, apropos song, See You Again by Wiz Khalifa, featuring Charlie Puth. Who is Charlie Puth, by the way? I don't know. Anyway, uh, See You Again by Wiz Khalifa, and Charlie Puth was commissioned for the soundtrack of the film Furious 7 as a tribute to actor Paul Walker who had oh. died earlier in 2013. Later the, later on, the song is included as a bonus track on Puth's debut album. Uh, it became both Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth's biggest single to date, spent 12 non-consecutive weeks, weeks atop the U.S. Billboard Top 100, tying Eminem's Lose Yourself for the second longest-running rap number one single in the country behind mm. Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus's Old Town Road. Uh, Song also held a record for the most streamed track in a single day on Spotify in the United States. Uh, I challenge you to go watch the scene that they play this in Fast 7 and not feel some emotion for Paul Walker. (laughs) I feel like I don't know this song. You do know this song. I bet if I heard it, I would know it probably. The only (laughs) lyrics in the song are See You Again. Can I see you again? Can I see you again? I can tell you more about it when I see you again. You don't know this one?
2: Really? Maybe, maybe if I heard it. Maybe right if right I didn't right. sing it like an asshole? Yeah, if you weren't <laughs> like doing that self-conscious, I gotta make a voice thing I can't about sing it. that one really, I sure. don't think. Sure. Um, yeah, probably if I heard it, it would be familiar. But You I don't, definitely know this one. It's not... I've never seen Fast 7 either. I don't oh, think so. mistake.
0: And I didn't plan this out. Uh, number one book in America that you can get home and read on this day. Finders Keepers by Stephen King. I knew I'd have to get some Stephen King in here somewhere. Yeah, that's right. Somewhere. Find His Keepers is a crime novel by American writer Stephen King. It is the second volume in a trilogy focused on Detective Bill Hodges, following the previous novel, Mr. Mercedes. The book is about the murder of a reclusive writer, John Rothstein, who is an amalgamation of John Updike, Philip Roth, and J.D. Salinger. His missing notebooks and the release of his killer from prison after 35 years, which sounds like a very Stephen King story. For sure. (laughs) You read this one, I would imagine? Uh, I have not read this one. He's putting out so many in the late era that it's just tough to keep up with. Uh, This book received mixed to positive reviews. Uh, The Guardian uh, praised the book as an expertly plotted, fresh take on one of King's favorite subjects, the relationship between the writer and their fans. Mm. However, the Boston Globe was more critical, flaunting the somewhat outlandish plot and deeper themes about the power of fiction feel grafted onto this suspenseful story. There you go. That's my Boston uh, voice. So, yeah, uh, third season (laughs) of Mr. uh, Mercedes. Boston uh, voice. (laughs) Uh, the third season of Mr. Mercedes retains the title uh, from the book, but follows the events of Finder's Keeper. So there is a television. Maybe I'm
2: in the minority here. I think this is a problem with, me with some of this later Stephen King stuff. I don't want fucking connected books. I don't want book three in the give Write a book and be done with it. You know what I mean? And maybe like revisit it, but I don't want like a four-part, five-part oh, like, arc. Oh, man. Like, that's why I don't, I'm not into Dark Tower. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of the reasons I don't read, like, a Game of Thrones I don't need Stephen King to give me, like, think, the Mr. Mercedes Extended Universe. Well, I think that Marvel... six
0: books about fucking Holly Gibney. I think that because the Marvel thing took off, people were like, oh, people like connected universes. It's like, we don't always like
2: connected... I think that it's underselling it uh, when you speak about Stephen King. Stephen King comes from a world long before the yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvel shit... Like you know, and he. This comes from the same people that like, like Tolkien, like nineteen fucking twenty-five Lord of the Rings books. No, <laughs> I don't need it. Uh, Tolkien, yeah. What a so a lot of Stephen King's later era books are parts of series that I'm just not like hip to.
0: So uh, I was saying this to you last week, and I was thinking about it though after reading about this. Um, what I love about Stephen King, mm. and it's what I like about anybody who's put out a giant uh, dearth of work over sure. the years. Uh, I think Pearl Jam specifically is also another one I'm going to compare here. When you have so much work, you have what I consider like good-bad songs or good-bad books. Like you can start breaking down the the mm-hmm. work in even greater like categorization than you could when there's only like one or two albums, right? right? I love like a, what you would consider like a bad Stephen King book. Like I think Desperation is kind of a bad Stephen King book, but I love it, mm-hmm. right? Like it's got lots of Stephen King action in it. Mm. Right, Uh, and like I think like Pearl Jam has probably like some bad Pearl Jam albums, Mm. but with some great songs on it that I still like. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm getting at? Like, yeah, or am I off base here? I just I wonder
2: if it's that thing about like desperation is more acceptable to you because you read it when you were young. Yes. Whereas if you try to read a new book now, that's if you try to read this Finders Keepers and it's not great, you're less likely to just be like, well, I don't care if it's not great because I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking do
0: it anyway. Well, I I think too though. Uh, there's not a lot of Stephen King books, I feel, well, there's not a lot of Stephen King books that I would read now that I haven't read already that I would be judgmental on. Like, I I wouldn't, I I feel like it'd be tough for me to be judgmental on Mr. Mercedes. I've never read it. I have no concept Mm. for what it's about. Right? Right? Like, so I don't know how I would take to it There's some good ones. You would like The Outsider. Yeah.
2: Uh, You would probably like Revival, for sure. Revival is Mm. kind of an old school style thing of his. But yeah, he's definitely got some books. But I think it's, you should read eleven twenty
0: two sixty three.
2: Uh,
1: like, I, Right now.
0: I watched a list today, because I'm a fucking loser, of a guy doing the Stephen King books like tier list on YouTube. You know, not for nothing. As a total side note, there's lots of content on YouTube for like video games and sports and all that kind of shit. You can watch a million documentaries on the Atlanta Falcons or about like Metal Gear Solid. But you know what you can't find? anyone who reviews Stephen King books in any like reasonable manner like no one's got this market like someone could be doing a whole series on YouTube we'll see we, you next week folks we'll see where <laughs> next, next you just do like a Stephen King book every like two weeks as a video and break mm-hmm. down it's like mer- no one's doing this I don't mm-hmm. understand why it's a huge undervalued like market I feel like one of the most popular American because mm-hmm. there's a you can be damn sure there's a million J.R. Tolkien ones. That review... Do you know probably, what I'm saying? Probably, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I got caught up there for a second. What were we talking about
1: beforehand?
0: I didn't mean to go off on a rant. Jeez. I don't know. Shit, I forgot now. Good question.
2: Uh, well, there you okay, go. Yeah, we, yeah you, we, could, you could have read Finders Keepers. You probably didn't. Neither did I.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, I need to get one King's Corner in before, mm-hmm. uh, before the end. Mm-hmm. So, Kev, I was going to do... Uh, let's do a very quick exit interview with you since it's your last, your last yeah, that's episode right. here. That's
2: right. I'm, I'm coming back next week. <laughs> you know we're going to be here. This is like, this reminds me of that part of the Blink Two live album where it's like track 16. He's like, now we're going to say this is the last song of the night, yeah. but all you motherfuckers know we're going to walk off for 30 seconds. We back out and play one more for you. Uh, when they do
0: it. So, so Kev, uh, what prompted you to begin looking for another opportunity away from the podcast? <laughs> I, I just get the, I get the, what's this, the first search result on Google? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, do you feel like your manager gave you everything you needed to succeed here at the podcast? Not anymore. <laughs> I got the first search result on Google. <laughs> uh, what did you like best and least about your job here at the UDCast? Um, those two lines are probably
2: closer than one might think.
0: Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
2: The, the being tied to it, the being tied to it. Yeah. Uh, do you think
0: your job has changed since you were hired here? Quite a bit yeah, quite a bit. yeah, I think that's a fair. That's an actual real answer mm-hmm. quite yeah. a bit yeah, it feels like it. Uh, do you feel your achievements were recognized throughout your employment by your by your boss? uh I mean
2: I think the real ones know. <laughs> I've always found a lot of support out in these streets from the unicast faithful. <laughs> You know, th- those of you that come to me, when you see me. Uh, what suggestions do you have for the company and how it could have improved? I mean, if you would like to make the podcast better, you would have to keep doing episodes. That's true. You're not going to do that. Is
0: there anything that would have changed your mind about leaving us here at the Udicast? Uh Yeah, if you told me you were just going to keep doing it. yeah, Be here. And would you recommend this company uh, to a friend? Why or why not? Yeah, sure. You're my yeah. friend. You're already here. <laughs> so there you go. Great job on your exit interview. Thank you. Uh, the rest of the questions aren't funny in context so I'm just gonna leave them out um, but yeah I mean so that's really it I again if you folks want us to have another episode I, I think I'm gonna have one more interview I just it's an interview I've been looking forward to and I would feel bad if I like told this guy after all this time like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna interview you yeah Um. so if I do it it feels silly not to release it I just don't want to put together another show honestly like I don't um, I'm, you know what I mean Is really the so end don't. of it
2: so don't we can just shoot I'll write the show next
0: yeah. week um, just remind me yeah, or else I'll forget. <laughs> uh but if again, send us mailbag questions, go to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um Twitter's obviously the easiest way. You can text him to me if you know me. A lot of you folks yeah, just have definitely. my number.
2: Slide into Sam's yeah. DMs, you know the rules.
0: <laughs> um but yeah. Making that money now, kids are
2: getting paid. Slide into those DMs. <laughs>
0: uh oh, yeah, before I head out, I guess I sent you the Spotify list get mm. I don't know if you put anything on it didn't see it but i'll take a look real quick. <laughs> i mean they're all on the nose uh i will highlight the song uh futures by jimmy world we just talked about it, you and i off the air this week yeah indeed indeed uh gone by kanye west uh one of my mm. all-time favorites home by lcd sound system which is a great closer you should play that one last uh watching him fade away mac demarco which i thought was weirdly on the nose mm. uh Is cold and composed ben folds five it's just a deep track and then a brand new just came out two weeks ago. Parquet Court song because why not do Parquet Courts? It is your Parquet Courts. It is, yeah. Um,
2: yeah, I'll have some stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I can't think of anything <laughs> now, but
2: it'll be. I'll try. I'll try to hit the nose. I'll try to hit it on the nose the as well. Earnest, yeah. I'll earnest, have some good, stuff. Goodbye coming.
0: music. I'll have some stuff coming for you. Uh, all right, Kev. Thanks for all this.
2: Hey man, thank you for having me.
0: I mean, uh, it's been nice to be here. Yeah, I nice still live at the house, right? You can. <laughs> you can. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh. I don't know, I'm not gonna cry or anything. So nah, I think really, people really. were assuming I was gonna be Don, no, we're supposed to be out
2: here, you know. we used to come find us and all the old familiar places. i Except do, for this one.
0: I do kind of feel like I'm uh like I'm giving giving something up a little bit. It does feel like bittersweet to me personally.
2: Yeah, it always it always it's like honestly, even when you leave like a shitty job. Yeah. Or Like when you get out of a bad relationship, yeah. there's still that part of you where you're like, ah, oh, you know, but I am going to miss. So, of course, when it's something like this you've done for so long and something you've enjoyed doing and had a lot of great memories, there's always a bittersweet. But, yeah. you know, um, that just comes with, you know, I think as we get older, you get better at making peace with like, you know, like loss and the fact that mm-hmm. sometimes things are just over and yeah. that's just the way it goes. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So if I uh, so if I did a bad job over the years or disappointed um, you guys, uh, you've done such a nice job. Uh, well, if I have, uh, it's too late now. I'm done. It's gone. I'm gone not now. It's oh, not wow. a, there's nothing oh. you can do about it now. It's too late. Uh, no, uh, everyone who's ever been on the show has been so nice and appreciative, and uh, and we've been lucky to get as many people who are willing to come on and, yeah, and yeah. share their stories with us, and uh, and that's really the best I ever could have hoped for with this. Yeah. So. Still beyond wildest expectations.
3: Oh, yeah. Them, I mean, sure.
0: well, I mean, the wildest expectations. The wildest. I, I had wild expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's it for now. Uh, don't say goodbye. Let's just say We'll see you later. Yeah. Cyanar uh, Humanoids, keep it tight. Uh, Woodstock lives. The tape machines are rolling. Uh, we are desperately out of time. I guess we'll see you next week. You know, uh, you know. We'll see you one more Just time. For every band next
2: you've, next you've ever week. seen. Oh, yeah, good night, guys. We'll be right back. We'll
0: see you next week. We'll be right back for the
2: encore. Playing all the hits next uh, week. We'll be back next week for a very brief encore. The hits. Good.